Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life. I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this ministry. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my first week of teaching on how to prepare your heart. I tell you, this is a powerful teaching, and I've said this already this week, but it's not one of my most requested uh, teachings. I guess the title isn't real catchy, but it's a direct quote from Scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14. It says, He, talking about King Rehoboam, did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. And so that's the reason that I've entitled this series this. But most people are looking for a cure for a problem they're in. They aren't looking for something to prevent problems in the future. Most people aren't thinking in advance. They're just dealing with things on a daily basis. And so because of that, uh, most people don't see the importance of this. But man, this is a powerful teaching. If you've listened this week, I tell you, I've said a lot of things that could just transform your life with the Lord, and it would prevent problems. I've actually had people come up in my prayer lines before, and when they tell me that the problems that they have in their life and things, I've actually said this to people before. I said, how could your life get in this situation? And I wasn't saying that in a condemning way, but it's like, why would you let it go this direction? And most people feel no uh, control whatsoever over what happens to them. They, they think, well, I, I couldn't help it. No, you can prepare your heart. And when you are seeking the Lord, God, there's a scripture that says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You know, like I said earlier in the week, I've been studying First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, and especially with Jehoshaphat, one of the kings, that when he sought the Lord, and when he was, when he was, uh, he sent people out into the cities to teach people how to follow the Lord. And I mean, he just started off great. God blessed him. There was financial prosperity. There was blessings. And one of the things that it says specifically is that the fear of the Lord came upon all of the nations round about, and nobody messed with him. When he was seeking the Lord, it prevented problems. But then he went against the council. He actually got rebuked by a prophet because he made an affinity with Ahab, the king of Israel. And Ahab was a very wicked man. He even took Ahab's daughter, Athaliah, and had her marry one of his sons. And anyway, I could spend the whole program explaining about what that did, but that wound up costing the lives of dozens of his own children. And Athaliah killed her own children and grandchildren. And she was a wicked woman, and he did it for political advantage. And he went and fought with Ahab, and he had over a million people in his army, Jehoshaphat did, and he... he uh, helped Ahab, this ungodly king, and wound up losing the battle and nearly lost his life. It was just the mercy of God that preserved his life. And he was rebuked for that. And when that happened, when he quit obeying God and started associating with the ungodly and helping the ungodly, then three kings came out against him. 
YOU CAN READ ABOUT THAT IN SECOND CHRONICLES CHAPTER 20. AND BECAUSE HE HUMBLED HIMSELF AND CALLED OUT TO GOD, GOD DELIVERED HIM FROM IT, AND HE TURNED IT INTO A VICTORY FOR HIM. BUT AFTER HE GOT BACK ON TRACK WITH THE LORD, IT SAYS THAT AGAIN, THE FEAR OF THE LORD FELL UPON ALL THE NATIONS ROUND ABOUT, AND IT PREVENTED PROBLEMS. SO THAT WHAT I'M SAYING THROUGH THIS IS, SEE, MOST PEOPLE DON'T REALIZE THAT WHEN YOU ARE SEEKING THE LORD, IT PREVENTS PROBLEMS. NOW, I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU CAN LIVE WITHOUT ALL PROBLEMS, BECAUSE WE LIVE IN A FALLEN WORLD AND SATAN IS GOING TO FIGHT AGAINST US AND THERE'S GOING TO BE SOME THINGS HAPPENING. SO I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU CAN LIVE LIKE IN THIS UTOPIA WHERE NOBODY'S EVER MAD AT YOU, EVERYTHING IS PERFECT, YOU NEVER HAVE A PROBLEM. THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M SAYING, BUT I'M SAYING THAT YOU COULD ELIMINATE A BUNCH OF THEM. A LOT OF OUR PROBLEMS ARE SELF-INFLICTED BECAUSE WE AREN'T PREPARING OUR HEART, WE AREN'T SEEKING THE LORD, AND WE'RE GIVING SATAN INROAD INTO OUR LIFE. SO THAT'S WHAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT, AND I'VE ALREADY SHARED SOME GREAT THINGS. IF YOU'VE MISSED ANY OF THIS, PLEASE GET THIS TEACHING. GO TO OUR WEBSITE OR GET THESE PRODUCTS. I WANT TO TURN OVER TO PSALMS CHAPTER 10 AND SHARE WITH YOU ONE OF THE MOST IMPORTANT STEPS IN HAVING YOUR HEART PREPARED, WHICH I'VE USED THE VERSES FROM PSALMS CHAPTER 57, VERSE 7, WHERE IT TALKS ABOUT THAT WORD PREPARED MEANS FIXED, OR IF YOU GO INTO PSALMS CHAPTER 78, VERSE 8, IT MEANS TO SET. IN OTHER WORDS, IT'S FOCUS, IT'S ESTABLISHED, IT'S FIXED, IT'S PREPARED. AND ONE OF THE mo one of the KEYS TO THAT IS RIGHT HERE IN PSALMS CHAPTER 10. AND IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, LORD, THOU HAST HEARD THE DESIRE OF THE HUMBLE. THOU WILT PREPARE THEIR HEART. THOU WILT CAUSE THINE EAR TO HEAR. THIS VERSE SAYS GOD PREPARES YOUR HEART WHEN YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF. AND MAN, THERE'S JUST SO MANY SCRIPTURES THAT I COULD BRING TO BEAR ON THIS. I TAUGHT RECENTLY ON HUMILITY AND USED THIS EXACT VERSE. BUT HUMILITY, IT SAYS OVER IN JAMES CHAPTER 4, VERSE 6, First PETER CHAPTER 5, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 5, THAT GOD RESISTS THE PROUD, BUT HE GIVES GRACE UNTO THE HUMBLE. When, WHEN YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF, GOD STARTS WORKING ON YOUR HEART SUPERNATURALLY. AND HUMILITY HERE IS NOT TALKING ABOUT HAVING LOW SELF-ESTEEM, BEING INFERIORITY-MINDED, BEAT DOWN, THINKING, WOE IS ME, I CAN DO NOTHING. THAT'S WHAT A LOT OF PEOPLE THINK HUMILITY IS, BUT HUMILITY COULD BE DEFINED IN MANY WAYS. BUT ONE OF THE WAYS YOU DEFINE IT IS JUST TALKING ABOUT THAT YOU ARE SEEKING GOD, THAT YOU ARE DEPENDENT UPON GOD. YOU AREN'T THINKING THAT YOU ARE A SELF-MADE MAN OR WOMAN. YOU DON'T THINK THAT YOU CAN DO EVERYTHING ON YOUR OWN. YOU KNOW, I WAS WALKING BY THE OTHER DAY AND I SAW A SHIRT THAT SAYS, I CAN DO ALL THINGS. AND I UNDERSTAND WHAT THEY'RE SAYING, BUT THAT'S REALLY NOT CORRECT. IT DOESN'T... PHILIPPIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 13 DOESN'T SAY, I CAN DO ALL THINGS. IT SAYS, I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST. THAT'S A BIG DIFFERENCE. THAT'S A HUGE DIFFERENCE. THAT'S THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN PRIDE AND ARROGANCY. IF YOU JUST THINK THAT YOU CAN DO ALL THINGS, YOU ARE A RECIPE FOR DISASTER. JESUS SAID THIS IN JOHN CHAPTER 15, VERSE 5. HE SAYS, WITHOUT ME, YOU CAN DO NOTHING. NOW, PRAISE GOD, I'M NEVER WITHOUT HIM, AND SO I'M NOT THINKING THAT, OH, GOD, I CAN DO NOTHING. I AM NOTHING. I HAVE NOTHING. NO, I'M, I'm A BORN-AGAIN PERSON. GOD HAS PUT HIS POWER ON THE INSIDE OF ME, AND I BELIEVE I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST. BUT IT'S THROUGH CHRIST. It's, THAT'S HUMILITY. WHEN YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF, IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT LOW SELF-ESTEEM. IT'S TALKING ABOUT GOD-DEPENDENT INSTEAD OF SELF-DEPENDENT. LET ME READ SOME OF THESE VERSES TO YOU HERE IN PSALMS CHAPTER 10. THIS WHOLE CHAPTER, 
IS SPEAKING AGAINST PRIDE. AND IT SAYS IN VERSE 1, WHY STANDEST THOU AFAR OFF, O LORD? WHY HIDEST THOU THYSELF IN TIMES OF TROUBLE? I BET YOU THAT THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU FEEL THIS WAY RIGHT HERE. YOU'RE IN A SITUATION YOU NEED GOD'S HELP. YOU'VE CRIED OUT AND IT DOESN'T SEEM LIKE ANYTHING'S CHANGING AND YOU'RE WONDERING, GOD, WHY HAVEN'T YOU ANSWERED MY PRAYER? WELL, HE ANSWERS IT. HE SAYS, THE WICKED IN HIS PRIDE DOTH PERSECUTE THE POOR. LET THEM BE TAKEN IN THE DEVICES THAT THEY HAVE IMAGINED. SO RIGHT HERE, HE BEGINS TO TALK ABOUT WICKED PEOPLE THROUGH PRIDE ARE... THAT'S THE REASON THAT THEY DO THINGS THAT THEY DO. YOU KNOW, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN PROVERBS CHAPTER 13 AND VERSE 10, ONLY BY PRIDE COMES CONTENTION. YOU KNOW, ALL OF THESE RIOTS THAT WE SEE, THE ANGER, PEOPLE BEATING OTHER PEOPLE, SHOOTING OTHER PEOPLE, YELLING AT OTHER PEOPLE, THE LACK OF CIVILITY THAT WE HAVE TODAY AND PEOPLE SAYING THINGS, ACCORDING TO PROVERBS CHAPTER 13, VERSE 10, IT'S ONLY PRIDE. AND IT MAY NOT BE ARROGANCE, THINKING YOU'RE BETTER THAN EVERYBODY ELSE, BUT YOU ARE JUST LOOKING AT THINGS FROM YOUR STANDPOINT. YOU ARE GOING TO SOLVE THIS THING IN YOURSELF INSTEAD OF TRUSTING IN THE LORD AND LEANING NOT UNTO YOUR OWN UNDERSTANDING. YOU KNOW, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN JAMES CHAPTER 1 THAT THE WRATH OF MAN DOES NOT WORK THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD. AND ANYBODY WHO THINKS, NO, THAT'S NOT TRUE. I'VE GOT TO GET ANGRY. I'VE GOT TO LOOT. I'VE GOT TO BURN. I'VE GOT TO BREAK SOMETHING. I'VE GOT TO DO THINGS TO CHANGE THINGS. YOU'RE DECEIVED. YOU AREN'T OPERATING IN WHAT THE WORD SAYS. THE BIBLE SAYS THE WRATH OF MAN DOES NOT WORK THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD. AND SO WE'VE GOT PEOPLE THAT HAVE EXALTED THEIR OWN WISDOM. THEY THINK, NO, I'VE GOT TO DO THESE THINGS. WELL, YOU'RE IN PRIDE. YOU'RE WICKED WHEN YOU DO THAT. IN VERSE 3, IT SAYS, FOR THE WICKED BOASTETH OF HIS HEART'S DESIRE AND BLESSETH THE COVETOUS WHOM THE LORD ABHORRETH. AND LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 4, THE WICKED THROUGH THE PRIDE OF HIS COUNTENANCE WILL NOT SEEK AFTER GOD. GOD IS NOT IN ALL OF HIS THOUGHTS. MAN, THAT VERSE HAS A LOT IN IT. THIS IS FIRST OF ALL SAYING THAT IT'S WICKED TO HAVE PRIDE. TODAY, PRIDE IS NOT SOMETHING THAT uh, IS CONDEMNED. MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU LOOK AMONG POLITICIANS, YOU LOOK AMONG SPORTS FIGURES, YOU REALLY LOOK IN ANY AREA TODAY, PEOPLE HAVE ENCOURAGED PRIDE. THEY BOAST AND BRAG. YOU KNOW, MUHAMMAD ALI CAME OUT, I AM THE GREATEST. I REMEMBER, I WAS JUST A KID WHEN THAT WAS SAID, BUT THAT WAS SO OUTSIDE OF THE REALM OF NORMAL. IT WAS WEIRD THAT SOMEBODY WOULD PROCLAIM THAT THEY'RE THE GREATEST, WHETHER THEY WERE OR NOT. ISN'T THE THING. IT'S JUST THAT PEOPLE WOULDN'T SIT THERE AND PROMOTE THEMSELVES LIKE THAT. YOU KNOW, THERE'S A SCRIPTURE THAT SAYS, LET ANOTHER MAN'S LIPS PRAISE YOU AND NOT YOUR OWN. AND THAT WAS BASICALLY THE WAY IT WAS IN OUR SOCIETY. I'M SURE THERE WAS EXCEPTIONS, BUT NOT PEOPLE JUST SO BRAZEN THAT THEY WOULD SAY THAT IN FRONT OF THE WHOLE WORLD. BUT MUHAMMAD ALI CAME OUT AND SAID THAT. AND NOWADAYS, I GUARANTEE THIS IS THE WAY IT IS WITH NEARLY ALL SPORTS FIGURES. MAN, I'M THE GREATEST. THEY TOOT THEIR OWN HORN. MOST PEOPLE BELIEVE THAT THIS IS A SCRIPTURE. HE THAT TOOTETH NOT HIS OWN HORN, THE SAME SHALL NOT BE TOOTED. BUT THAT'S NOT SCRIPTURE. THAT'S NOT IN THE BIBLE. YOU SHOULD NOT BE PROMOTING YOURSELF. BUT ANYWAY, NOWADAYS, PRIDE IS ENCOURAGED. THIS, is, this VERSE IS SAYING THAT THE WICKED THROUGH THE PRIDE OF HIS COUNTENANCE. IT'S WICKED TO BE PRIDEFUL. NOW, AGAIN, THIS NEEDS TO BE BALANCED. I HADN'T GOT TIME TO DO EVERYTHING ON TODAY'S PROGRAM, BUT THIS DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU JUST ALWAYS BEAT YOURSELF DOWN. AND IF GOD HAS USED YOU TO ACCOMPLISH SOMETHING, YOU DON'T SAY IT. THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M SAYING. There, BUT YOU GIVE GOD THE CREDIT. 
is what I am saying. Instead of you saying, I am the greatest, it would be appropriate for a person to say, man, God has blessed me and made me the greatest in certain area. But to just take it yourself and claim it all on your own, that's pride. And it's wicked is what this verse is saying. And it says, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. You know why people don't seek after God? And all of this relates back to the scripture that I started with on Monday, 2 Chronicles 12, 14. He, Rehoboam, did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. It's wicked not to seek the Lord. And the reason people don't seek the Lord, it's through the pride of his countenance is what this verse is saying. Pride, again, isn't only arrogance, thinking you're better than everybody else. Pride is just self-centeredness, being focused on your own things, not thinking about God, not honoring God, not putting God first. You just leaning under your own understanding and only using God when you get in trouble and it's beyond your ability. Then you cry out for God's help. That's wicked, and that's pride. Most people wouldn't call that pride, but it is. When you are self-sufficient, when you feel like, God, I can handle it from here. Thank you for introducing me and putting me on the platform, but now I can do it on my own. You are destined to fail. Proverbs 16:18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. When you get into pride, independence from God, thinking that you can handle and do everything on your own, you are fixing to fall. It might take a while, you might do better than I do. You might do better than other people, but I can guarantee you, if you are leaning under your own understanding, you are going to fall. And so it calls that wicked, and it says it's the pride of his countenance that causes him not to seek after God. And then the rest of that verse says, God is not in all of his thoughts. So if you put all of this together, did you know not having your mind stayed upon God is wicked? Not having your mind stayed upon God is because of the pride of your countenance. Not seeking after God means that you don't have your mind stayed upon God. You know, the average Christian doesn't even think that this is a positive goal. Matter of fact, they would think, hey, this is just for you fanatics. This is for you television preachers, you ministers. You're the ones that are supposed... You're paid to seek God. But I'm just Joe Blow, Jane Doe Christian, and most Christians don't feel like seeking after God and keeping all of your thoughts stayed upon him is even a positive thing. And yet Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, The Lord will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him. That word stayed there isn't talking about that it just visits the things of God during a devotion 15 minutes a day or one hour a week you go to church, and that is your uh, time for God. No, this is talking about a person who lives there. The Bible says the just live by faith. They don't visit there. They don't vacation there. They don't just take a holiday there every once in a while. They live in faith. It says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That is saying that you have the ability. God has given you spiritual weapons where you can keep your mind stayed upon God and you keep in perfect peace. You bring every thought into captivity and under obedience to Christ. This ought to be the goal. 
AND YET THERE'S VERY FEW CHRISTIANS THAT EVEN THINK THAT'S A POSITIVE THING. THEY ha- THEY'VE SEPARATED THEIR LIVES INTO THIS IS MY SPIRITUAL LIFE OVER HERE AND I HAVE A DEVOTION EVERY DAY AND WE DO THIS AND THEN I GO TO CHURCH ONCE IN A WHILE AND I DO SOME THINGS, BUT THEN THE REST OF THE TIME, MAN, YOU MAY LISTEN TO MUSIC THAT IS SITTING THERE TALKING ABOUT KILLING COPS OR, YOU KNOW, FALLING OFF A BAR STOOL OR SINGING ABOUT YOUR LOVE HAS GONE AWAY AND IT'S ALL DEPRESSING AND IT'S COMPLETELY CONTRARY TO EVERYTHING THAT GOD SAYS AND YOU WATCH MOVIES WHERE MURDER AND ADULTERY AND LYING AND STEALING AND HOMOSEXUALITY IS is GLORIFIED and, AND PEOPLE HAVE RELATIONSHIPS OUTSIDE OF MARRIAGE AND STUFF AND YOU WATCH THIS AND YOU KNOW WHAT? THAT IS NOT KEEPING YOUR MIND STAYED UPON GOD. THIS SAYS IT'S THROUGH PRIDE. YOU LIVING YOUR LIFE INDEPENDENT OF GOD, NOT BEING GOD-DEPENDENT, THAT THAT IS WICKED, THAT CAUSES YOU NOT TO SEEK AFTER GOD, AND IT'S EVIDENT BY THE FACT THAT YOU DO NOT KEEP GOD IN ALL OF YOUR THOUGHTS. GOD OUGHT TO DOMINATE YOUR THOUGHTS. HE OUGHT TO LITERALLY CONTROL YOUR THOUGHTS. THERE OUGHT NOT TO BE A THOUGHT THAT GOES THROUGH YOUR MIND THAT YOU DON'T FILTER IT THROUGH WHAT THE WORD OF GOD HAS TO SAY. AND OF COURSE, YOU CAN'T DO THAT IF YOU DON'T KNOW WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. SO A LARGE PART OF THIS IS YOU NEED TO BE INTO THE WORD OF GOD. YOU NEED TO START GETTING GOD'S WORD ESTABLISHED AS A FILTER THAT EVERY THOUGHT, EVERYTHING THAT YOU HEAR COMES THROUGH THIS. YOU KNOW, THIS... COVID VACCINE OR a COVID uh, QUARANTINE THAT WE'VE BEEN GOING THROUGH. THERE'S SO MANY PEOPLE THAT ARE LISTENING TO THINGS THAT ARE SAID AND IT'S NOT COMING THROUGH THE FILTER OF GOD'S WORD, BUT WE ARE LISTENING TO PEOPLE WHO MAY NOT BE TERRIBLE PEOPLE RELATIVE TO OTHER PEOPLE, BUT THEY AREN'T SAYING IT FROM GOD'S STANDPOINT. THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT ARE OPERATING OUT OF ABSOLUTE, TOTAL FEAR. AM I SAYING THAT THE VIRUS DOESN'T EXIST? NO. AM I SAYING THAT WE SHOULDN'T BE CONCERNED WITH IT? NO, THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M SAYING. BUT I AM SAYING THAT THERE ARE PEOPLE, AND SADLY, MANY OF THEM ARE IN THE HIGHEST POSITIONS, AND THEY'RE THE ONES WHO ARE GIVING US THE INSTRUCTIONS, AND THEY ARE OPERATING IN TOTAL FEAR. THEY AREN'T GOING TO BE CONTENT UNTIL THERE IS ZERO PEOPLE THAT HAVE THE COVID-19 VIRUS. AND THAT'S JUST UNREALISTIC. THAT IS UNREALISTIC. DID YOU KNOW, I FORGET THE EXACT FIGURES NOW, BUT IT'S, it's I THINK, AT LEAST 60,000 PEOPLE A YEAR THAT DIE FROM THE FLU. AND OF COURSE, MOST OF THEM HAD SOME, SOME OTHER PROBLEM THAT THE FLU JUST AMPLIFIED, AND IT WAS BECAUSE THEY WERE ALREADY IN A WEAKENED STATE. BUT NONETHELESS, THE FLU KILLS LIKE 60,000 PEOPLE A YEAR. I BET YOU THAT THERE'S PROBABLY 60,000 OR MORE PEOPLE THAT DIE IN CAR WRECKS ON A YEARLY BASIS. ARE WE GOING TO ELIMINATE ALL CARS? SEE, IF YOU WOULD THINK ABOUT THINGS LOGICALLY, AM I SAYING THAT THE COVID-19 VIRUS ISN'T A FACTOR AND THAT WE IGNORE IT AND ACT LIKE IT DOESN'T EXIST? NO, THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M SAYING. I'M SAYING THAT WE DRIVE CARS. WE PUT SEAT BELTS ON. WE HAVE LAWS THAT CONTROL ABOUT HOW YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO FUNCTION AND DRIVE A CAR. THERE'S SPEED LIMITS AND THINGS, AND SO WE DEAL WITH THINGS, BUT WE we AREN'T GOING TO ELIMINATE CARS BECAUSE THERE'S PEOPLE THAT DIE IN A CAR WRECK. WE AREN'T GOING TO SIT THERE AND CLOSE DOWN THE WORLD FOR THE FLU. WHEN THERE'S 50 OR 60,000 PEOPLE A YEAR THAT DIE THROUGH THE FLU, AND I BELIEVE THAT THE RESTRICTIONS THAT WE'VE PUT IN PLACE ARE TOO RESTRICTIVE FOR THE COVID VIRUS, ESPECIALLY WHEN YOU LOOK AT THE FACT THAT THE VAST MAJORITY, I'VE HEARD DIFFERENT FIGURES, BUT uh, SOME OF THE MOST uh, CONSERVATIVE ARE, THAT ONLY 1% OF THE PEOPLE THAT GET THE COVID VIRUS 
die from it. And, and I saw another report that up to 70% uh, or more of all of the deaths from the COVID virus are in people that would have died anyway in 2020 because they were already terminal. Now, again, am I saying that those lives are unimportant and, and expendable? No, that's not what I'm saying. Am I saying that we shouldn't take any steps to deal with this and keep from spreading the virus? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that there is a lot of fear-mongering and things being said, and they're making this like it's the worst thing that's ever happened, and it's not. And there's other factors to consider besides just people getting the COVID virus. You know, we had our summer family Bible conference, and we got criticized over that. But I forget the exact figure now. I think it was around 20 people that we saw who were born again. And that's important. You know, people saying, yeah, but somebody could die. Did you know all of us are going to die? But it says in Hebrews that it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. It's not just about life and prolonging life here. All of us are going to die. Are you prepared to meet the Lord on the other side of death? And because of our summer family Bible conference, there's at least 20 people that now are prepared to go into eternity and they will spend it in heaven instead of in hell. That's important. We had probably over a hundred people that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of my staff just yesterday was telling me about his seven-year-old son that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spoken tongues, and man, it has already changed him, and he's talking about serving the Lord, and it's made a difference in his life. That's important. It's not that I don't value this physical life, but I value spiritual things also. And I think that a lot of the people who are speaking out about just trying to deal with the virus, they don't value the church. They see it as non-essential. They don't think about spiritual things. It doesn't matter to them. Many of them don't even believe in heaven or hell. They think this life is all there is, and so they're just focused on this. Well, I'm not insensitive to people getting sick, but at the same time, I've got a larger focus. I value eternal things. I value the quality of life, not just prolonging a life at all cost. So anyway, I got off on that by talking about that in verse 4, it says, "...the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts." And you put that together with this 17th verse over here in Psalms chapter 10, "...Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear." When you humble yourself, God goes to preparing your heart, sensitizing your heart, setting your heart, establishing your heart, fixing your heart on the things of God. And as your heart goes, that is the way that your life will go. So, man, this is important. Humility is a must. If you want to have a heart that is prepared and able to withstand temptation and the things that life throws at it, you need to have your heart fixed, prepared upon the things of God. And that's what this series is all about, how to prepare your heart. We have CDs and DVDs that were taken from a television program. And we're also given a couple of books if you want to get a package deal. This one's entitled Lessons from David, and this one's entitled Lessons from Elijah. You don't have to learn everything through your own hard knocks. The reason that God gave the Scriptures was to show us things so that we could learn by their mistakes and by the positive things that they did. And so that's what these books are all about. If you'll listen, our announcer 
will share with you about this whole package deal, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So listen to our announcer, and then please call or write today. Andrew's teaching, How to Prepare Your Heart, is available as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. You can get this teaching in the How to Prepare Your Heart package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album from the How to Prepare Your Heart series, as well as two books, Lessons from Elijah and Lessons from David. This package has a catalog value of $50, but today you can receive these valuable resources for just $35. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. If you haven't yet partnered with us, I'd like to encourage you to pray about it. And then if the Lord says so, join with us because we are taking the gospel not only through television, but we've got over 70 uh, different locations around the world, offices, I think in 16 different nations. Uh, We have uh, probably 8,000 students going through Karis Bible College at any time with over 8,000 graduates. We're pumping out millions and millions of free material through our website, over 200,000 free hours of material on our website. And we're just reaching all around the world. We couldn't do it without partners. And so I would like to ask you to pray about it. If you want to make a difference, I believe that this is a good ministry. You'll get a great return, not only in heaven, but in this life, you'll receive a hundredfold. So join with us and become a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day five days a week, Monday through Friday, at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. God has brought us here to change all of us. Every person here, this is one of the major things you're looking for is change in your life. Changing growing, experiencing the supernatural testimonies of God within your life. Karis has made an enormous impact to me. It has opened up doors that I could have never have opened myself. All of those dreams and desires that you've had in your heart and you can learn how to step out of Karis Bible College and immediately begin your vision or your business or whatever it is you want to do. At this point, and it's only been two years, I can't imagine going through life without this anymore. The greatest thing you will ever do is renew your mind by the Word of God. You're going to get laser focused on your purpose and on your gifts and on your calling, and you're going to go out and change the world. Amen? You can determine your destiny. Our right to vote 
is something that men have paid their lives for us to have the right to do. But as Christians, it's more than a right. It's a responsibility. Our opinion really doesn't matter. It is what biblical truth says. That's our calling as believers, is to stand on the truth, defend the truth, proclaim the truth, because Jesus said it is the truth that will make men free. And this election is about the truth. Go to truthandliberty.net for more information on how you can vote your values this November. Have you checked out the Inside Story yet? It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Andrew Womack Ministries. With years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net.